evening, everybody in Radio Land, and welcome to WYAB. No, 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 this is not Kim Wade. No, it's not, but this is Malcolm Johnson who's setting in for Radio Strongman. Kim Wade, he's out of the station today, and check this out. And he said, Malcolm Johnson, will you sit in? And I said, Kim Wade, anything for you, sir. See, y'all didn't know me and Kim Wade was friends. We may not agree on everything, but we're still friends. And that's what people must learn to do is learn to not get mad because we don't agree. So that's what I can say about Mr. Kim Wade. He's here every day on his opinions and his show, and he have a great radio show. And I'm, I can really say that I, he have big listeners audience around the metropolitan and central Mississippi area. And guess what? You can even go online. Am I right, Cliff? You can go online and do WYAB 103.9 FM, and guess what? You can pull it in, and you can listen. So let me say this. I want to start to show off this beautiful, beautiful Thursday by saying good evening to everybody in Radio Land. The phone number to call in here is 601-879-0002. We ain't got to that part of the show yet, but guess what? We're going to get there. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I got some guests with me in the studio. And, you know, people don't know, but volunteer firemen do not get the recognition. They do not, they not get the opportunity to never tell what really goes on with the volunteer fire department. They never get to tell the people how to become a volunteer fireman. It's, but when the fire starts in the rural area, guess who is dispatched? The volunteer fire department. So what we did, we came up with an idea that I think will go real well um, with this community because the community in this area is served by volunteer firemen. Matter of fact, one of the largest volunteer firemen in the state of Mississippi is in a, t- they got more volunteer firemen than they almost have people in the town. Listen, they almost, I think they got about 150 volunteer firemen in, in the city. <laughs> but I think Pocahontas got what, about 300 people? We got about 55 members, I think. Oh, 55. Oh, yeah. I, oh okay. I, you know, these eyes are getting bad. Um, <laughs> How many members? We're about 55. 55 strong. Mm-hmm. That is yeah, strong. About plus or minus 800 911 addresses. Wow. Mm-hmm. And where do you serve at? Pocahontas. What's I'm, your name? Tell the people your name. I'm Jeremiah Howard. I'm the fire chief for uh, the Pocahontas Volunteer Fire Department located up here in northern Hines County, just so, south of Flora. So you say active. How many members? Uh, 55. That's a lot of people. That's quite a bit. That's, you know what? Um, that's a lot of people. Doing, doing really well. And also beside him, we have another um, chief that um, I'm going to let him tell you a little about himself. Yeah. My name is Malcolm Robinson. I am the fire chief for the Brownsville Volunteer Fire Department out in Hines County. And um, we serve as, uh, about 100 square miles there, probably the largest district in the county. And also, we have about 25 to 30 active members that uh, are on our uh, fire department. And the key word being there that Malcolm mentioned is they're all volunteer, which is a great aspect there. So, um, I also uh, live kind of on the county line, so I serve uh, the Florida Volunteer Fire Department also, kind of help those guys out. So, uh, that's a little bit about me there. I tell you one thing, ladies and gentlemen, if you do not appreciate People that serve, there's something wrong with you. Um, policemen go to the academy, they get a salary. Firemen work for the city of Clinton that works for the city of Jackson receives a salary. So when you say volunteer, Mr. Cliff, that means that 
They get in their vehicles on their time. They don't clock in. They don't clock out. And what mm-hmm. they do is go out in the middle of the night when the weather's bad, cut the trees down. It's a lot goes on with a volunteer fireman. And what I'm going to do is let these two guys um, today kind of tell you about what Pocahontas got going um, as far as wanting to join and about um, how this process go. And then I'm going to let Mr. Robinson tell you about what he have going out in Brownville. Now, I can tell you all this one thing about Mr. Robinson. I went to <laughs> Brownville about a month and a half ago. They had a big old fish fry out there. And guess who had on a pink dress, uh, Chief Howard? He had a tutu on. A tutu on. That's what he, he had on. He was singing songs, and he I started singing Elvis Presley. <laughs> and then he saw some James Brown. Yeah, he did. And then he turned around and saw, uh, what's the guy named? Uh, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chief Robinson can sing. Hey, yeah. you got to sing us a song today before you leave. Hey, I might can do that. I'm going to tell you, I cannot deny the pink tutu, but I tell you what, you do what you have to do to – um, you know, get your membership involved and get your community involved and, and get them, you know, on board with the volunteer fire service because, you know, one thing about it is our financing comes from the constituents that we serve. So it's kind of a twofold situation. We need to be able to take care of our community and, you know, for taking care of us. And that is one of the big, biggest aspects. And that annual fish fry is one you know, the biggest thing that we put on every year. And unfortunately, due to COVID back in 2020 and 21, we were unable to have our fish fry. So this has been the first one we've had in three years. And I tell you what, our community was awesome. Thank you all so much for coming out and supporting the fire department. We did awesome. Probably one of the best ones that we've ever had. i tell you one thing. I saw some cakes, some good old homemade cakes. Brother Cliff, was, look, they looked so good, man. I, I almost... Pull one of the fast ones on them. You know what that means? <laughs> Walked up there and got it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and cut it and put it back up there. <laughs> it's just a joke, though. We're just having fun. Yeah. But um, Mr. Robinson, event, the event that Brownsville put on was a man. I don't know if it was a success behind the scene, but I know people was lined up. Cars was from here to yonder. And people was, it was family event, and people were sitting out in the uh, in the chairs, eating, and people were serving, and, and the lady made some good sweet tea mm-hmm. and brought it to me, and Lord, how mercy, I just love tea. Oh, I love tea. And it was good. Yeah. And then they had an auction, too, mm-hmm. a cake auction. Yep. Yep. It was cake an old auction. guy. I, and then it, I, I never saw this in my life. And Jeremiah, uh, I want you to hear the tea. It was a guy, he had to be about 85 years old. He was walking slow and had some suspenders on, and they was bidding on those cakes, and they got up to $45 and some kind of way it got up to about 50. He said, I'm going to buy it for 60. <laughs> he paid $60 <laughs> for the cake. And then he came over to the table I was sitting and cut the cake. And I owe him $30. Y'all know that. I ain't half a cake. Go ahead, Chief. Tell us a little bit more about what's going on, Chief Howard. Yeah, I mean, Pocahontas, we're, um, you know, we're doing really well as far as recruitment and things like that. You know, that's where um, I know a lot of departments are having trouble with is, is um uh, recruitment and, Ooh, yeah. and retaining. Um, fortunately, I have a, a great group of dedicated men and women um, that, you know, uh, across the board just go above and beyond, you know, just above and beyond the fire service, anything they can do to just help out their um, neighbors. And that's another thing that I try to tell people that, you know, we're, we're just neighbors helping neighbors, you know, exactly. be, in, in, in all honesty. Um, now, whenever you join, you know, our department, um, you know, you're, you're volunteering for a certain position or a certain role. And with that position, 
you know, comes responsibilities. Oh, and we yes. require you to become, you know, trained. You got to go through level one firefighting um, training. You got to, you know, do your first responders. Um, and then, you know, we push for firefighter two and, you know, um, you know, deal with the hazmat stuff as well. Um, you know, we try to push for the 1001 um, certificate. But, um, you know, we have a, a wider range of uh, different people that volunteer from engineers to nurses to um, sheriff deputies, police officers, um, engineers, um, mechanics. I mean, you, you name it. We have a wide variety of, of, of skills that, you know, are brought to the table. Um, and, you know, like I said, these guys and men and women are just, um, you know, super dedicated um, with, you know, helping out the, the community and things like that. Um, now, you know, across the, the state and, and the country, um, you know, they are having troubles with, with recruiting people. Oh, and, yeah. And especially well, with it's, gas it's prices. Problem, it's problem getting people to go to work. I mean, yeah, the grocery yeah. store got now hiring on, on both doors. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And, <laughs> and you know, with gas prices uh, being so high, uh, you know, I, you know, I just think for I'm just thankful for all the men and women out there that are, you know, getting up. And, you know, like I said, it's their time and their gas. And, uh, you know, it costs them money to, you know, be a volunteer, you know, exactly. and on top of not getting paid. Um, but, um, like I said, you know, I just, um, just want to promote the recruitment. You know, if you're out there and you're, you're interested in joining the volunteer fire department, um, get a hold to your local, uh, county emergency management agency and, and, um, get in touch with your, and that's not another Mr. Joey Perkins, right? Uh, for Hines County, it's going to be Joey Perkins. Yes, yeah. Joey Perkins does a outstanding job, um, in Hines County, you know, they, yeah. um, keep us going, keep our training up. You know, we, we rely a lot on, um. Joey Perkins and the EOC director. And who is the EOC director out in, in the floor area, just in case they wanted to? Uh, that would be uh, – they changed here about a couple of years ago, but that's going to be – let me think for about just a minute. Um, uh, Minor Norman. Minor Norman. Yeah. So if you're in radio land and, 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 and you ain't doing nothing, you done retired and – and 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 listen, don't join just to get a radio to keep on what's going on. You know, people want the radio and just oh, that's what's going on down there. Never go. We need people. Um, Hines County, Madison County, Rankin County, Warren County, Yazoo County. We need volunteer farmers that that's that's ready to get the training you need and go and help. Just yesterday, we received a call. Um, a man had a heat stroke mm-hmm. on Highway Forty Nine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I'm not going to, you know, I can't go any further, but what I'm saying, these things are going on and somebody got to get there to help these persons because mm-hmm. it could be us. It could be you, Chief. Oh, yeah. That's what I tell people all the time. You know, what if that was, you know, my grandmother yep. on the floor, you know, in the Absolutely. middle of the night, or, you know, that was my mama that was having trouble breathing, you know, scared to death, you know? Um, right. you know, that's why we, uh, you know, that's why we do what we do. Um, yeah, one of the things I'd like to just uh, just clear up a misconception that I hear all the time. Well, I, you know, I ask people to volunteer, and they say, well, I, I just don't have time. None of us really have the time. No. But my thing about this is, you know, and just like uh, Chief Howard said, you know, there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes, and, you know, there's training that has to take place. But there's also other things on the fire service that need attention also that you may not be the one cut out to be a firefighter or be the one to cut out to be a – you know, uh, in the medical aspect of it, you know, I still need people to set up rehab. I need people to change out air packs. I need people to be able to pump a truck. I need people to be able to drive a truck mm-hmm. to get it to the scene because the firefighter's no good without the apparatus and the water that goes along with it. So there are other things that can take place. And if you can't make but, you know, five calls a year, 
you don't make, that's five calls somebody else couldn't make. Mm-hmm. You know, because we are all in the volunteer aspect of it, and we have lives just like everybody else do. We work, you know, forty well, sixty hour a week jobs. You know, seven days, eight days a week, and you know, we have families and we have uh, you know friends that we do things. Uh, and so we're we're in the same boat, but. You know there are there are things out there for people who are interested in the volunteering in their community. That's right. And I want to say this to all our state representatives that's, that's locked in. I believe that um, Representative Josh Harkins of Rankin County is a, a, a big listener of this radio show. I would love if 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 if, if you yourself, uh, uh, Senator Harkins, would push some things in the state to get a little more funding to these volunteers fire departments. I mean. I know it say volunteer on the sign, but there's still necessities. Mm-hmm. There's still they need showers after they go to a fire. They need to go home and go back to work. They need things to operate. Mm-hmm. Um, me and this guy was me and um, Chief Robinson were just talking before we came on the air uh, about uh, um, Brownsville got people wanting to join now, mm-hmm. and there's some things that he's gonna need for Absolutely. these people to come on board. Am I right, Chief uh, Robinson? Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of things that go you know, on with that. Uh, when you get a new member, there's things that they need in order to be response ready, you know, you know, whether that be a radio, whether that be gear, whatever it may be. And what, you know, most people don't realize, I mean, to outfit one firefighter, you're looking at, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Howard, about six grand. Oh, uh, that's just for that's turnout just, that's gear. That's just for the turnout gear. That's not <laughs> counting the radio. Or you know? the air pack. Or, or the air pack that goes along yeah, with it. Just so, the air pack's probably So I'm going to call, grand. you know, we got surplus money, uh, Cliff. <laughs> In the state of Mississippi that we just sitting on, and and what we need to do is is, is now I'm not saying um, that we need to waste the money, but I'm saying these volunteer firemen that's operating, not not people that just got the shed down and just got a sign up and they go out there once a year and, and, and boil some crawfish and say, hey, we volunteer firemen. Right. <laughs> but I'm talking about people that's really on just doing the job. Mm-hmm. Pocahontas doing the job. Let me tell you something about Pocahontas Fire Department <laughs> right here, um, Chief. Um, uh, Howard, there's never been a time I ever call him community efforts other than just putting out a fire. Yeah. If I call Chief, Chief, can you witness to this? If I call you and say something is going on, do you have a few men that can assist? Guess what they do? That's what they do, Chief Robson. They get yep. in their cars Absolutely. and their own personal vehicles and go and help. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can't, you know, Thank my people enough. You know, like I said, I mean, some of us, you know, we have to negotiate with our wives and, you know, people leave from work to go. You know, we had a fire today. You know, we had people leave from work to go um, handle a brush fire. And um, um, like I said, I mean, they. um, This is the chief talking right here, ladies and gentlemen. He knows exactly what what I'm talking about. For we need to make sure that the state I'm talking to the, the Josh Hawkins, the Bo Brown and all the people. Um, and and, and Miss Gibbs, Representative Gibbs, has done a great job, but yes, we need more has. funding for active volunteer fire department. We're going to get ready for a break, and we're going to come back in a few minutes. This is Malcolm Johnson standing in for Kim Wade. Welcome back to the Kim Wade Show. Oh, no, it's not Kim Wade today, but it's Malcolm Johnson. The gathering at the corner of 463 and 22. On Father's Day, June the 19th, the gathering will be serving up Tomahawk Steaks from 4.30 to close. A tomahawk steak is a long, thick cut of meat, similar to a ribeye. It's buttery and marbly. Tuesday and Wednesdays from 4.30 to close, you can enjoy chicken, parisman with rice, tomatoes, meat sauce for only $10. That's right. That's on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. 
The Gatherings has delicious catfish available for lunch on Fridays. Come hear some great music on Sunday night from 6 to 9 p.m. You can call 601-667-4282. That's right, that's Livingston. Y'all know it lives at the corner of 463 and 22. It is called The Gathering. If you're in Radio Land and you don't have nothing to do on Father's Day, go to The Gathering. I can recommend you will love. Now, you know, everybody do a lot for Mother's Day, Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. And y'all know Mother's Day. You don't have to tell mm-hmm. people. But Father's Day, you have to tell them. Take your father to get a Absolutely. Yeah. So don't forget, go to The Gathering this, this weekend, this Sunday, and celebrate your father. You know, without a father, he wouldn't be no you. That's right. Huh? That's right. So don't forget your father. And then I'm going to tell you something else before we move on with the show. If your father's not here and you got brothers and sisters and family, go out and just have some family fun. Eat a steak and remember your father. And think about the things that he done to get you in life where you are. How that sound right there, Cliff? Celebrate your father, whether he's here or not here. Memory, keep the memory if he's not here, the memorial. But if he's here, take him and get a good steak. And I'm pretty sure they can get it. They can get it well done. Uh, they can get it uh, medium. And they can get even medium rare over there because I have had a steak over there. And I can tell you they are good. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir, I have been there. We was back with the show now. We have with us Mr. Malcolm Robinson, the chief of the Brownsville, Brownsville Fire Department, also Chief Howard from the big old town of Pocahontas, <laughs> the only town in the world that you can pay a water bill at. And it only have a red light. No, that right. no, we don't have a red light. <laughs> no. Got a train. Yeah, we do have a train crossing. <laughs> we got a dollar stuff. And that we right. do have a dollar general. Yes, we got a dollar stuff. And guess what? We call yeah. it the Pocahontas Super Walmart. That's there right. you go. <laughs> <laughs> and got some good people in the town of Pocahontas. I can really say Absolutely. that um, Pocahontas is a unique town. You know, it's an Indian mound there that sits mm-hmm. on the middle of 49 that people stops to use mm-hmm. that rest area. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not walking. I, I tried it when I was young. <laughs> but at, at, the, at my age and the weight I am now, it's a little hard to get up on top Come of that on mound. On. But if you're in the Pocahontas area on 49, yeah, if, you, if you ever see the rest area stop, and I encourage you to go to the top of the hill. Whereas the Indian girl, her name was Pocahontas, mm-hmm. am I right? Well, I don't know. Um, I don't think you can actually climb the mound, but, I mean, it's definitely a lot of history over there. So um, I think that's actually the ceremonial mound, I believe, and I believe the yeah, I believe burial mound is out, out, out in the, that's right. the woods. To but the let's get back west. to this volunteer fireman thing. I want y'all to kind of let the people know. If you're in radio land and you want to call in and have any questions for the volunteer fire department, now we're not talking about other things on this segment of the show. We want to stick to on this hour, we want to stick to her on the volunteer fire. If you want to be a member, if you want to know more about it, if you want to, if you want to know how do Mr. Robson get their tutu on every year to, <laughs> for this big catfish fry in Brownsville, you can call in at 601-879-0002 and talk to Chief Howard or either Chief Robinson. Listen, if they don't have the information, we'll give you Joy Perkins' phone number, the EOC to recognize. <laughs> we'll get you the information. So if you're in Radio Land, 601-879-0002. Now go ahead, Chief Howard. Tell us a little bit more. Yeah, so um, if you are interested in being a volunteer um, fireman um, for Hines County, you would contact the Hines EOC, and that number is 601-960-1476. Um, that's 601-960-1476. Just call them and tell them where you live, and they will let you know um, who you're <laughs> Uh, nearest volunteer fire yep. department is and um they'll get you in contact with them um you know whenever you join the fire department you know we don't expect you to, to obviously know everything um and there will be um training requirements yep. um 
you know, like I said, you know, we don't expect everybody to pack up and, you know, go into a house fire. Um, there are a thousand different jobs on a volunteer fire department, like Absolutely. you said, you know, taking care of vehicles, getting vehicles to mm-hmm. um, central repair. You know, that's, that's a big one. Yes, big oil one changes. There, yeah. Oil, yeah. Changes. oil yeah. changes or, um, you know, whatever, whatever it may be, or even, you know, hose and pump test, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Um, you know, everybody's always needing um, assistance with that. Um, you know, medical calls, you know, we're going to send you to, um, you know, CPR training and, and first responders training. We got, um, we have a first responders class going on right now with, uh, with AMR, um, uh, firefighter one. I mean, you'll, you know, you'll take a fire academy class and learn the basics of, um, you know, how to put out the fire. 601-879-0002. If you want to join in the conversation with Chief Howard from the Pocahontas Volunteer Fire Department. And Chief Malcolm Robinson from Brownsville, Mississippi. That's right. It is the Brownsville, Mississippi, and they do have their own volunteer fire department. You can call in with any questions and ask either one of those chiefs anything you want to know. I got another question I want to ask. Um, Chief Robinson, um, training. Mm-hmm. I know you do the training um, for the volunteer fire departments. Kind of let the people know because there may be somebody out there say, I don't want to be no volunteer fireman, but when my husband Cliff make me mad – I may hit him in the head, and I may have to give him CPR. So, <laughs> tell us. Not this clip now. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. Tell us a little about that. Yeah, there are opportunities out there that uh, we can try to facilitate to get you some, some training just from the uh, constituent side of it, uh, like CPR training and things of that nature. Uh, we've had in the past where churches have come to us and asked us if we could facilitate putting on a CPR class for the church groups and things of that nature. Uh, and I am a CPR certified instructor, so those are some things that we can kind of facilitate. Mm. Uh, it takes a little bit to make it work, but it's not undoable. I just want to let you know that. I mean, it's fairly easy. You just make a phone call, and we'll take it from there. But, yeah, you know, we have those training aspects out there. So, And, and, if, and another thing I want to touch base with, if you don't mind real quick, is something that you mentioned, family. That's right. I want to let you know something about our volunteer fire departments. We are family. Mm-hmm. We are all a family. Uh, our fire department treats you as family. And, you know, I don't know, I may get in trouble for saying this on the radio, but this is what I tell every member that comes on. It's God, it's family, and then it's fire department. That's mm-hmm. the way that we do our things at Brownsville Volunteer, and I'm pretty sure yeah, we, Chief yeah. Howard here at Pocahontas, uh, I could probably speak for him mm-hmm. on that. So, folks, come down and join us. Uh, be part of the family. Be a part of your community. Uh, learn what's out there. You know, learn what we do. Uh, that Class 7 rating you got where that insurance come down, that's us. You know what I'm saying? Just let you know. Absolutely. <laughs> but that's another thing. You know, members, you know that helps with the, um, the fire rating. You know, Pocahontas, Absolutely. we're Class 6. And as a volunteer, you don't get rated quite the same as a um, like a city department. You know, right. we it, it takes three members, three volunteers to equal one paid fireman. Right. Um, and you know, in the rating bureau's eyes, um, and you know, out here in the county, we don't have you know hydrants. Right. You know, every five hundred feet or whatnot. Um, you know, we we practice bringing our water with us, and um, um, yeah, so. Any anybody that can help, I mean, get members to a fire. You know, you get counted right. for that. It helps you with the fire rating. Um, you know, obviously getting the equipment. Explain for the it. Fire. Explain it. Explain it. Explain the, it. The the fire rating. Yeah. Um, I mean, explain it well about getting people and how the rating go. Yeah. So I mean, you're counted on. Um, and there there's a huge criteria, but you know, the major aspects of it is getting the apparatuses to the fire, and then how many people that you have there. 
uh, as well as who's trained to fight fire. You know, exactly. they they look at your training records, uh, your call records. You know, they want to say you know your percent, uh, your department who's running and things like that. Um, so obviously, you know, the more members that you have running, um, the better you know it looks whenever you come exactly. get graded. Um, um, for your insurance purposes. And you know, like I said, you know, uh, Pocahontas went from a class 10 to a 7, and then uh, back in 2019 we was able to drop it down to a class 6, and that saves a lot of people a lot of money with mm-hmm. their insurance. Absolutely. And for those that don't know, if you do live in the Pocahontas area, and if you do live within five miles of the Pocahontas mm-hmm. Volunteer Fire Department, um, check with your insurance company. Make Absolutely. sure that you are considered a class 6 fire-rated district. Because um, if they got you as a 10, I mean, you're you're paying way too much. Wow. Yeah. Same thing for those Brownsville folks out there. If you live five, within five miles of either Brownsville Station 1 or Brownsville Station 2, uh, we went from a Class 10 to a Class 7. So make sure you call your insurance company and let them know that you're a Class 7 fire rating and, you know, help you out. And, that's, look, that's your volunteers out there every day doing the behind-the-scenes things to, you know, help you guys out, so, you know, for the community-wise. So that's the reason why we are pushing so hard for uh, volunteerism, you know, for y'all to come out and help us in whatever aspect you can. We're getting ready to take another break. But, listen, we have Chief Howard from Pocahontas Volunteer Fire Department and Chief Malcolm Robinson from the big old town, <laughs> big old city of Brownsville. There you go. Out by boats. And we'll be right back. Good evening and welcome to the Kim Wade Show. No, this is not Kim Wade. He don't sound this good, Chief Robinson. This is Malcolm Johnson. <laughs> Listen, morning expresses your kittens look tired, worn down, and old, and you know it. But that's okay. You can freshen up a tired-looking kitten or even cabinets or even the bathroom with Morning Enterprises. With Morning, you will get a remodel done right the first time. Morning Enterprises can be do any remodel indoors or out. Look for Morning Enterprises online, M-O-E-N-N-I-N-G, enterprises.me. And see our testimonies and samples of remodeling and work. Remember, if you can dream it, Morning Enterprise can make it happen. Look, they do remodeling work, additions, and it's pronounced, meaning Chuck Morning on 601-946-4158. That's Morning Enterprise, a proud sponsor of the Kim Way Show. Also, Smith Marine. It's time to discover a new kind of putun with Mantu at Smith Marine. When you come to Smith, you will find a Mutu putun that have a raised exposition to challenge the entire industry. Mutu's future, Pantene Viton technology with quicker planning and unveiled and handling even extra cross members at Strategy Hub points making a more durable putun. You know how to pronounce that word? Is it pontoon? Yeah, pontoon. Jesus. Pontoon. <laughs> Come on, Margaret. Hey, man, listen. Man. It's all good. It's all in fun. Ken Wade wrote this. Yeah. I'm just reading what he wrote. Now, y'all know the word. But I'm just reading what's on the paper. Yeah. Ken Wade, you ought to be shaming yourself, brother. You misspelled. Dual engines, display, displays, vessels, control with a transferable warranty. It's easy to see why. What's that word again? Pontoon. Pontoon. Smith. Marine are imagine what's possible. Smith Marine on the Reds and originally and at SmithMarinesales.com. You know what, man? Ken Wade gonna have to make him a tape before he leave next time <laughs> because he spelled the word wrong, Cliff. Yes. Y'all, I'm joking, ladies and gentlemen. We have Josh on the call. We're gonna go to Josh for a call. Welcome to the Ken Wade Show, Josh. Welcome, Josh, to the Ken Wade Show. Hey, good afternoon. How y'all doing? Great, sir. Hey, hey, how you hey, doing, I'm, Josh? 
Man, you know, I'm going to work here in a little bit, so I'm catching me some sleep since I'm working nights over there at that horse show thing going on at the Coliseum. But uh, I, I heard my name mentioned kind of in passing as I was dozing off. But I was wondering on the on the volunteer firefighter side, when when uh like in the Navy, I, we fought fires as well. We had basic firefighting classes because that's all you got on some of the ships when you go on it. You're just going to have the crew to fight the fire. So we're well-versed, you know, in fighting Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, and Delta fires. And with that being said, Mississippi's kind of funny to me because I had a law enforcement corrections background in the Navy. But when you come over here, most of the time the corrections people will take you. But in law enforcement, they want you to go to their academy regardless of how many years of this you had. When, to me, you could basically go to a class to, you know, just catch up on Mississippi law. Mm-hmm. ride with their FTO, and then, you know, you should be qualified. They don't do it like that, but if you have a commercial driver's license, all that transfer is over. So I'm just wondering, maybe in the firefighter realm, if, if you need to recruit some folks, if, if they're <laughs> military and they have those skills and maybe they, they are retired or, you know, uh, whatever uh, the case may be, got out, you know, after their contract was up, uh, do those skills transfer over and with, with the academy, I've seen it. I'm over in Rankin County, so it'd be a stretch for me to get over to Pocahontas. <laughs> right. Academy, and you know, uh, I'm 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 rocking my 40s right now, and of course, a little beat up here and there, and and, and I've got a little bit of a disc problem in my back that shows its ugly head time and time again. Mm-hmm. How rigorous is the training with the volunteer fire department? put on me if I if you have to go to that academy because I see them walking down 80 behinds all the time and that doesn't look too fun mm-hmm. on a 98 degree day right well you know the difference between you know on the volunteer side it's not as rigorous as it is on the the paid side you know on the paid side you're going to go to the academy you're going to spend you know weeks and weeks and weeks there um on the volunteer side um when we just had our we just had a firefighter one class graduate not too terribly long ago and those guys they showed up two days a week, um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays night. Um, occasionally there would be, uh, a Saturday, you know, to practice, um, skills. Um, and then once that's done, once you completed the class, um, we will go to the academy for a day. Um, there you'll, you know, you'll, you'll practice, you know, tying knots or, you know, advancing a charged hose line up a, a stairwell or something. All right, and then you'll get to go, um, visit the heat house. Um, and that's, that's, that's fun. Um, you know, um, and also, you know, like Clinton fire department, they have a, um, a live burn trailer that, um, we've utilized in the past as well. Um, um, so we'll, you know, just like I said, you know, it's volunteer, you know, uh, you can only do what you can. Um, you know, obviously, you know, we're not going to, you know, want somebody that's, you know, in their, 60s or 70s running up in a house fire however i'm sure they could drive a truck mr robs you know i Chief said Ro- 60, Chief not 60 i was like i made sure of that <laughs> <laughs> but, but but like i said you know you can drive a truck or um and then as far as those those different trainings you know we, we'll accept anything because uh you know out here um you know you, sometimes you gotta you know Think outside the box. Absolutely. To to com- you know, complete some things. You know, we yeah. get trucks stuck, and it's nice to have, you know, people with 
jacked up vehicles and know how to pull vehicles out of the mud. That's know? right. Absolutely. So, I mean, uh, any, anyway, and as far as, you know, military, obviously, you know, um, with their training and discipline, you know, we're always willing to have that. We have a guy um, now that's actually actively trying to join our department who just got out of the 101st uh, uh, Airborne in, in the Army and just moved back to Clinton. And uh, he lives close enough to our district, and uh, while he's going to school, he's going to be um, volunteering. So, I mean, any anything that you can bring to the table, um, any of those certifications, you know, they all they all help. And you know what? If if you can't join the fire department, you could donate some cakes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, or I, money. Listen, you know. listen, yeah. listen, listen. Those people had cakes. Cliff, I know you think I'm joking, brother. I know I counted about 125 cakes, homemade cakes. Man, they had pound cakes. Cakes, cakes with, with all the cakes, 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 cakes. You know what I mean? Cakes with chocolate fudge, cakes with lemon on it. Am I, am I, am I right, Jim? Yeah, we have cookies, too. So uh, guess what? Yeah. That Let's guy, don't forget about the cookies. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, oh, yeah, the cookies were off the chain. And so I'm telling the guy in Rankin County, if you cannot drive to Hines County to be a volunteer fireman, donate some cakes. That's because right. Because the Amen. proceeds would go to the volunteer firemen that would put monies into buying uniforms or whatever they can do. To make the volunteer fire. How many volunteer firearms we got in Hines County, Chief? Uh, there's 12 volunteer firearms. Give fire me six, and I want uh, Chief Robinson. Oh, six. Lord, I don't know if we can do a division. We'll have to go, down, we'll have to go alphabetically there. Yeah. You get but me you messed got, up there. So you got, um, you got the McLean Fire Department. Yes, sir. You got Pocahontas. Yes, sir. I'll let you design. have Brownsville. Uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, but we got uh, Bolton. Uh, Bolton Volunteer Will, Will Fire Department. Robinson. Willie Earl Robinson. Willie Earl Robinson, Chief over there. Uh, in Edwards, you have West Hines. Uh-huh. Uh, you got the Bench Volunteer Fire Department. You got Learned Volunteer Fire Department. Learned is another great fire department too in yeah. that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. I don't know if they're strong as Brownsville and Pocahontas, mm-hmm. but I can say when I go down there, they are some of the greatest uh, people in the mm-hmm. world as far as treating you right, and yeah. they gonna make sure you got a bottle of water. And you know, we they vote and learn at that vo- mm-hmm. at that Volunteer mm-hmm. Fire Department too. So I do want to give them the. They props on running a yeah. good, clean, yeah. and they service the, the area down there. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of their big things now. You know, you know, Alvin down there is people. You know, mm-hmm. he's just got very limited people because he's got a you know a small area there that you know he doesn't have a whole lot to pull from, and he's in the same boat we are. I mean, mm-hmm. he just needs people. And then you also got Utica, you've got Terry, you've got Byram, you've got Raymond. Uh, Raymond. Raymond is our biggest, yeah. our our most busiest volunteer fire Absolutely. department. Absolutely. The Wait a minute, yeah. Raymond do not have a city fire department? No, they're they're, they're, they're volunteer. volunteer. Get the uh, hell out of here! Yeah, Absolutely. Mike Wilson, he has his hands full. He does. I mean, and and they they need help. You know, yeah, they need uh, help. I mean, people from and they Clinton. got a college down there. We need yeah, help. right. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. They, uh, we're gonna work on that. They were they run. Hey, hold on, Josh Harkins. I need you to get Raymond a <laughs> a city funded. With some guys that been to the academy and that worked twenty four hours a day for Raymond is a growing just, town. Yeah, bro. just go talk to Mike Wilson. He'll yeah, tell you what he needs. You got all kind of celebrities living yeah. Raymond. You got judges uh, and presidents of colleges. Same thing. Terry, uh, Terry yeah. Byram, Byram still has a, a volunteer. Now they have a city. Yeah, have a city department. now. Yeah. And then the the Byram Volunteer Fire Department kind of takes care of the southwest exactly. area. And Josh Harkins is my well, friend. And Josh mm-hmm. Harkins, listen, Josh Harkins, I need you to get that on the. On next year's legislative agenda to seeking we help. Absolutely. Raymond. Raymond is growing. Raymond's huge. And every mm-hmm. Hines County board I means somebody from Raymond want to permit the bill something like, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, and whoa. Like I said, they they run their their call volume is that of like a paid department. Exactly. You know? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm telling you. And then you got to mm-hmm. look at something else. 
when it when it's, when the fire when the fire trucks go to the shop, where do they go? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, they go to Raymond. Yeah, they go to Raymond. They are central. We need located. to at least be able to put that yeah. fire out. So, and else. then think about it. So if any of the out, you know, the yeah, other exactly. departments need help, you know, centrally located, they're going to call Raymond. Raymond's yeah. going to be one of the first ones to get called. So yeah, um, they could use, um, uh, you know, anybody that's yeah. willing to to volunteer. Like well, we're going to work on that. Yeah, we're going to raise some holy hell to get get Raymond a paid state. Well, state of the art fire. I mean, I'm gonna get yeah, volunteer yeah. fire department, but they need something more stabilized. Next yeah, to Heinz yeah. College, next yeah. to this and this and that, and that. we need something like said, down there a little more stable. Go talk to Mike Wilson. He'll he'll tell you exactly. Yeah, what he'll tell you exactly what you he's need. He's doing a good and, job down there. You know, he's he's doing an awesome job out mm-hmm. there. So I tell y'all one thing: we everybody's doing an awesome job. Yeah, yeah, the only we, other department we didn't mention was Crossroads. Yeah, Crossroads. That's the twelfth department. Yeah, Crossroads. Tell us a little something about Crossroads. It's out there. It's it's you know around the Highway 27. Down he, off at eighteen, they um, must not be in. That got to be in Kapow County. No, it's, it's Hines County. It's, it's, it's Road between <laughs> Terry and Utica. Yeah, basically, handle Terry to Utica. Let's go to the break. And you choke. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Kim Wade Show. No, he's not here today, but Malcolm Johnson is standing in for Kim Wade. Listen, I have really enjoyed. This first hour, the first segment of Kim Wade's show, we've had none other than Chief who? Chief Jeremiah Howard. From Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. And Chief who? Malcolm Robinson from Brownsville. And ladies and gentlemen, we have all been, um, have had the opportunity to hear what goes on in the Volunteer to Fire Department. I want you guys to reach out one more time and tell the people if they want to be a fighter, if they want to join, what do they need to do when the next meeting, or what yeah, they need just, to do to get on board. Just contact your your, your local EMA director, um, whether you're in Madison County, Hines County, Yazoo, Warren. Um, as far as in Hines County, um, you're going to contact the Hines County EOC, which is at 601-960-1476. Um, if you're ever in the Pocahontas area, um, on the first and third Mondays of every month, um, we're out there training at 1140 FOA Road. That's where our fire station's at, um, right off of Highway 49. I also would like to bring to the attention of the people that volunteer fireman is not a paid position. So no. don't don't come to the meeting and, and come in two weeks later yeah. asking, where's my check? And I came <laughs> to absolutely. one meeting and I want four hours of uh-huh. pay for it. So it's not yeah. a paid position. You know, no, people it's, don't it's people think volunteers mean all kind of stuff. Yeah, that's right. They and it's got all kind of names. You know, you get paid, but it's it's more of a self gratifying. Because that first time you ever helped somebody, yeah. or even you know, that first time you did CPR on somebody, and you were able to get somebody back, which is very rare, mm-hmm. but it does happen. Like, and let me say this huge. publicly on the radio: I want to thank um, Chief uh, Jeremiah Howard, along with the Pocahontas Fire Department. Um, <clears throat> this past week, they had a big community event in the Pocahontas area, and I called Chief and said, Chief, I got about 400 cases of sweet potatoes, <laughs> yeah, and we need to give them out. And he didn't – look, he showed up, showed out, loaded the truck, unloaded the truck. And I can just say this. Um, brought um, fire Ross, trucks for the kids. Yeah, yeah brought oh, yeah, fire good. trucks for the children. His guys did more than more – I mean, you, you really can't say thank you for that kind of Absolutely. gratitude. But I want to say – you know, Richard Swartz said we want to call this on. When you call Chief Howard with just one call, when you call him back, he'll say, hey, hey, I already got my guys. We'll be there. We'll mm-hmm. be there so and so. I want to bring it out. And I also want to say this, too, and I want to go on record and say this, Cliff, and I don't want nobody in Radio Land to get upset. Chief Howard did not discriminate. I see him on Billy Bear Road. I see mm-hmm. him on Crump Road. Absolutely. I see him all in the black community. And he goes up in houses with COVID cat and mm-hmm. get people. 
Am I right? Am yeah, I yeah, no, we people don't. People have COVID. Chief Howard go in there and get them and put them, help put them on that stretcher and get them to AMR to get them to the hospital. And that's what I'm talking about. These guys serve. And we thank y'all for coming on. Thank this, you for having thanks us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yes, we got a hard break coming, and we coming back with another guest. In the next segment, we'll have Judge Tiffany Grove from Hines County Chancery Court. Good evening, and welcome back to the Kim Way Show. No, this is not Kim Way. This is Malcolm Johnson sitting in for Radio Strongman. Kim Wade, he's off today. But let me just say this. Kim Wade, thank you for allowing us to come on. And, and I share with your listening audience on this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Thursday day. And on our first segment, we had none other than Chief uh, Jeremy Howard from the Pocahontas Volunteer Fire Department. Also, Chief Malcolm Robson from the Brownsville Volunteer Fire Department. And we learned so much. We learned one thing, if nothing else. You know what that is, Cliff? Chief Robson wears a tutu once a year at the Big Catfish Fry in Brownsville, Mississippi. And the fish is good. The cakes are good. They got chocolate cakes, lemon cakes, strawberry cakes, peach cakes, 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 cakes. So I want to thank those guys for coming on this day. But listen, the gathering at the corner of 463 and 22 on Father's Day, June the 19th, the gathering will be serving up a tomahawk steak from 430 to close. A tomahawk steak is a long, thick cut of meat similar to a ribeye. It's buttery and marbled. That's right. And on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 430 to close, you can enjoy chicken Parmesan with rich tomato meat sauce for only ten dollars. You know that's you know you can't go to McDonald's for ten dollars no more. It's like nine dollars and nineteen cent for just a burger and a fry at McDonald's. So go to the gathering on Tuesday and Wednesday for just ten dollars and get some good chicken parmesan. Also, the gathering has a delicious catfish available for lunch on Fridays, and you can hear good good old music on Sunday night from six to nine. That's out there in Livingston, six zero one. Six six seven four two eight two, and we want to thank you, listeners, for tuning in to the Kim Way Show. We have another guest in the radio station. We have none other than the Hines County Chancery Judge, Mrs. Tiffany Grove. Well, good, good evening. Good evening. Good afternoon. Happy uh, Friday Eve. <laughs> that is a good one, Friday. I got to use that one. Thank you for. Um, coming on the show today and ladies and gentlemen miss tiffany grove is one of our chancellors in hines county and i must say on the record we have some great chancellors we have a senior chancellor just denise owens that's retiring uh, we have a good a great guy that's none other than chancellor Dwayne thomas who has been doing a marvelous job for years cool guy love him to death he's just so wow you don't you don't meet a Dwayne thomas every day it's hard not to like Judge Thomas. And That's right. As much as we're going to miss Judge Owens as she retires the end of this year, we look forward to Judge Thomas stepping in as our senior judge. Um, but it's going to be hard to fill Judge Owens' shoes. That's right. And also you have Judge Crystal Wise Martin, who replaced her mother. And then you have none other than Miss Tiffany Grove. And guess what? We have four chancellors. Am I right? That's right. In Hines County. And I can say n- nobody was uh, opposed. Am I right? Well, unopposed, right? Well, that's right. Nobody's opposed. That's right, Paul. I got it right. So we want to make that clear. So when ain't nobody running against you in Hines County, that means you're doing something good. Well, it's it's not it's nice to kind of have this time to be able to do what I want to do as opposed to <laughs> campaigning. So there's lots of judges out there campaigning right now. It's yes, that time are. of year. Yes, there are. So I wanted to get that kind of in the 
in the clear cut. So she's not here to campaign and she's not here asking, oh, well, vote for me. She's here to talk about things going on in Hines County, let us know about um, the chancery system and, and some things that she kind of want to um, let the people know. But let me say this. She was appointed. Am I right? No. I ran four years ago. To the access? Oh, appointed to access to justice. Yes. Yep. By the Mississippi Supreme Court, right? That's correct. So I wanted to put that on the the record and let you know she's a part of access to justice commission for the state of Mississippi. So I kind of wanted to put that out. So what I'm going to do is turn it over to you and kind of let you. Let the people know what's going on or what, what could be going on or what's going on in Hines County, especially in your courtroom. Okay. Well, you know, Chancery Court is sometimes a great place to be, sometimes a sad place to be, sometimes a bad place to be. Uh, we, we handle all kinds of matters. We Some of the fun stuff, like I just came from a wedding. I got to marry a couple out in the old Raymond Courthouse. And wow. so that's real. That's a real nice part and something joyful to be part of. I, I got to handle an adoption for two children that had been in the foster care system yesterday, and they were adopted to a family that has five children already. They will have seven children or now do because they've adopted those two. Wow. But they had uh, 25 people in the courtroom celebrating their their occasion and a photographer, and it was so fun to be part of their joy. So I get to do some fun stuff, but Mm -hmm. I get to do some not-so-fun stuff, too, things like divorces and visitation, child custody cases, guardianships, you know, things where a parent has died or or a parent suffering from, you know, drug or alcohol abuse, those kind of things. Anything that really touches families, we see it in Chancery Court. We also handle estate matters and matters with land. Anything where people are suing for something other than money, Uh, it could be for money, but other stuff too. So we see all kinds of stuff in Heinz Chancery Court and in our Chancery Court statewide. Uh, we're one of the few states that has a chancery court system, so uh, a lot of a lot of our neighbors may not understand what our chancery court does, but that's a a good a good starting list of what we see in in Heinz Chancery Court. Um, I'm I'm on my fourth year and still have a lot to learn, but I've enjoyed my four years and and um, I think my eyes are a lot bigger than they used to be. I've seen <laughs> a lot, I've learned a lot. Uh, one of one of the uh, good things I've gotten to do is, as you said, been appointed to the Access to Justice Commission and. That's trying to help folks that can't afford lawyers in our in our state. Oh, wow. uh, Chancery Court's really impacted by that because, you know, when you are accused of a crime and you can't afford a lawyer, what happens? Hmm. You know, one's supposed to be appointed for you, that's and that's right. how our system is based. But in Chancery Court, you know, you could be dealing with losing your children or losing your property, and hmm. and you're not entitled to a lawyer. You have to go through that system by yourself um, oftentimes. And so hmm. Access to Justice Commission helps fill that gap and, and the need in our state. So you're busy. Well, I try to be. I try to be. I, I try to do the job that I was, you know, elected to do. That's and right. and that means helping people that come through our court system. I tell you one thing, Judge Grove, family is uh, the, the second most important thing to me behind God. So that chancery court represents family, and that's where it, it starts. Like you say, you marry someone that they start in the family there. And then families can end in chancery court with divorces. So it's, it takes a special person to deal with um, people's values and people people's uh, choices that they made. Well, did I marry the right person? Or are you looking at them and saying, well, you have to make that decision that's going to affect the lives of their children, their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren. So that is a, that, that, that is a special robe to wear. It, it, you know, and every day is different. I, I had my uh, youngest son sitting in court one, one afternoon, and we had a, a rather colorful 
hearing and it involved a woman losing a child and and she she was we thought she was auntie as in she was related to the child and come to find out she wasn't related to the child so wow. the child had to be removed and, and put with a family member and she'd gotten upset and she had this purple wig on and the purple wig kind of came off on the floor and she was real upset and and my my son was just real big eyed and he gets in the car and he says mom you didn't tell me your job was like jerry springer meets <laughs> judge judy <laughs> And I kind of questioned what television I'd let my, you know, 15-year-old see. But he, he was kind of right in that minute. And then uh, several months later, I had my younger son in there, and we were dealing with a, a state appeal that was a, a large case with a lot of lawyers. And I thought, oh, this is, this is going to be great for him to watch. These are some great lawyers, experienced lawyers. And he was in there about an hour and a half, and he says, Mom, I could never do this. This is the most boring thing I've ever seen in my life. And so, you know, you, you get the whole wide range. Judge, we have a call, and I want to take this call if you don't mind. Good evening, Mr. Leroy. Welcome How to the How you doing, my brother? How you doing, sir? Everything's good. <clears throat> Just wanted to make a couple of comments, if you don't mind. Yes, sir. Wanted to at least tell Tiffany, thank you very much for her service and all of what she does. She represents the bench well. Uh, she's done a stellar job, and I guess that's one of the real reasons why you don't see opposition, which is really, really good. The other one is I wanted to commend uh, Chief Howard as well as Chief Robinson on the work that they do with the volunteer fire uh, in their areas. These are very, very important people, and I'm glad to see that Kim Wade and you have chosen to have this particular segment on the radio where we can display some of the kinds of things that are positively going on in Hines County. So I want to commend them, and I also want to congratulate Tiffany on her role as a justice and doing what she can to help elevate our people. Mr. Leroy Walker, how you doing? I'm fine, my brother. This is Malcolm Johnson. I also want to thank you for your service to the community. As one of the first uh, Mississippians to ever own a McDonald's, and not just own one, but own several and run several nationally, and also for your service in 100 black men are trying to change the lives of children that don't know how to swim. I came over there the other day, and children was everywhere. And, man, I want to thank right. you for bringing that, um, giving those children an opportunity that can't afford. My little boy went to the Mallory's. I think she went, he went to the swim school out in uh, Madison, Ridgeland. But thank you for giving those children that, don't, that, that can't afford to go to swim lessons, and they get expensive back then, and those things well, you have that's yes, one of the things that we talk about, and I know that Tiffany would agree that uh, we got to do everything we can to keep these children motivated as well as energized and give them something to keep them occupied, if you will. Um, you know, we're doing the swimming free lessons now. We're looking at tennis, and we're looking at a basketball clinic as well as uh, we're looking at a high tunnel that we have where we're teaching them about farming wow. and those kind of things. and. We're looking at uh, Brent Hazard and I are looking at doing a chess contest where we're going to teach individuals how to play chess and strategize and do things positively. Those are the kinds of things that we're going to have to do uh, to touch the lives. As you know, Malcolm, and I know Tiffany knows this, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And uh, we need many more people to work diligently to make things happen uh, positively in our community. So thank, thank you. you very much, man. Thank, thank you, Mr. Walker. Thank your you. For the thank you, Mr. Walker, for your kind words, for your positive energy and your positive yeah. influence in our community. Now, Judge, let's get back to you and what you have going in that courtroom with your son and Jerry Springer. <laughs> and, and who <laughs> else, Cliff? 
Judge Judy. <laughs> well, you know, I guess I didn't mention, too, we do paternity cases. And so, wow. you know, there's there's a lot that, you know, you're, you're sent to go get a, a DNA test. It's a little bit different than what you see on TV because they get the results before they come to court. Wow. But it's still kind of that moment like you are the father or you are not the father, <laughs> you know. So so um, it it it. it, it Every day is different. Every case is different. But that's a lot of what we do. Um, so have you ever had someone that came in your courtroom and he, he thought he was the father and, and the test showed he wasn't? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, there's man, there's a lot. I mean, not, I've seen it. Yes, yeah. I've seen oh, it. Man, and it, I, and I it feel happens. sorry for that father. It happens. And, wow. you know. I'm amazed by people who don't think they want a DNA test when they admit that they're, you know, they admit paternity and admit they're a father, but everybody can can make their own decisions. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it happens. Um, I, I wanted to talk about a legal clinic that we've got coming up. That's right. Uh, we've got a legal cl- clinic that will that will be held in the Heinz Chancery Courthouse. And one of the cool things about this legal clinic is that the judges are on on uh, site to help move orders through if we can on that day. You've got volunteer lawyers from uh, the Capital Area Bar Association and Foreman Watkins Law Firms that help sponsor this legal clinic. It's Friday, July 29th. It's for Hines County residents that need ma- help with matters dealing with divorces, visitation, custody. I kind of went through the list uh, um, earlier of what all the court handles, and a lot of that would be handled at this legal clinic. And uh, for folks that want more information, they can go to mvlp.org. That stands for Mississippi Volunteer Lawyers Project. So it's mvlp.org. Uh, and and we look forward to that because it helps it helps folks in our community that otherwise may not um, have a a mode to get their business done. And one of the main things we see at that clinic is is getting children in school that uh, maybe a lot of times are in grandparents' care. Oh yeah. And grandparents have them, but they don't have the necessary paperwork to register them in school for whatever reason. Parents are not uh, there or or um, in a role to help. So uh, this legal clinic does a lot of that. And uh, that's great. We'll have Jackson Public School uh, 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 representative there to help us uh, process through. So one of the main purposes of that end of summer clinic is to make sure we're getting kids in school. So this is we coming back after this with a break. Thank you for tuning in to the Kim Wade show. We have none other. We have none other today with us than Hines County Chancery Judge. Judge Tiffany Grove. And before we went to the break, listen, y'all, I was just listening about this big event coming in to the Chancery Court, and I just, I didn't see him let me know it was going to be a commercial break. So we want her to kind of tell the people about that date again and a little bit more about that event. Sure. sure. Yes, sir. So we'll have that legal clinic Friday, July 29th for Hines County residents that need help and can't afford a lawyer to handle their legal affairs that would be Chancery Court cases. So for more information, you can go to mvlp.org. That's mvlp.org. And uh, look for the clinic. There's a, a little hash that says a little. We're back. Welcome to the Kenway Show. And Judge Tiffany Grove was telling us about the, the big family law clinic on Friday, July the 29th. Finish it up, Judge. Yeah, trying to make sure people know about the good work that's going on in, in Hines Chancery Court and the opportunities for people that are in need. Hines County residents, Friday, July 29th. Judge, we thank you for coming by and letting the people on the Kenway Show know what's going on in Hines County, especially at their Chancery Court. 
Would you like to say anything else before we wrap it up? Well, I'll just mention that to, this year's a, an election year for judges. That happens in our state about every four years. And I just wanted people to be mindful that that comes up this fall and that, you know, you need you, you need to be aware because we're nonpartisan. But right. but we're elected. And uh, I, I don't want that to sneak up just because I'm not running. You know, I may have to in four years. You, should, you know, <laughs> I, I hope I hope I'll be unopposed. But, you know, just I believe case. you're going to be all right. Y'all know some great. Great things in Chancery Court. We got one call, and then we're going to let the judge ease on out. Marcus, you on the air? Good evening. Good evening. How are you all doing? Great. Is Judge Grove still there? I am. How are you doing? It's been a while. It, well, remind me. <laughs> <laughs> this is Marcus Wallace. Oh, well, hello. It, I haven't seen you. I think the last time I saw you, you were uh, riding in a fancy float in a parade. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it was it was nicer than it was nicer than what I was riding in. You, y'all were fancy. Oh my God. Well, we 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 tried to do a little decorating to come back home for that event, and um, you know, wanted to, it was an honor for the other mayors to ride with me. So I wanted to make it nice, but um, had a little time to uh, call in. Good evening to you, also, Malcolm. Yes, and but I wanted to first say congratulations. Uh, Judge Grove on your term and, and say thank you to you. You know, when I was mayor, while I was mayor of Edwards, you were one of the most supportive uh, public officials that that uh, that I had. Any time you could attend any event that I had in Edwards, you were there. And I want to say mm-hmm. thank you. I also want to say thank you because, <clears throat> you know, death is never an easy task, whether it's personal or business. And you have truly helped my family get through uh, the death of my sister uh, through this estate stuff. So I want to say thank you to that as well. Uh, but I also wanted to take this time to call and, you know, just ask for prayers and support. Uh, of course, three months ago, I decided through pr- prayer and lots of consideration to move to Jackson to run for mayor the next uh, election, which is 2025. And two two strong facts I want to leave with you all that really made me consider. Uh, one, of course, crime is, is very, very, very high here, and we've had the highest murder rates in the history of this city. Um, but while I was uh, mayor of Edwards for two terms, we only had one murder. Well, and I know a lot of people say, well, you can't really compare Jackson Edwards to Jackson. Well, you can't compare it as far as numbers are concerned, but what you can compare it to is the strategy that we had in place. It kept crime at an all-time low. And also, there's another side to that. It's not just about locking people up, throwing them in jail. Throughout my career, I've mentored about 25 young men, myself personally, and I started when they were seventh grade and as of today, 17 of them have all gotten scholarships and graduated from college and are doing well. So I know a little something about what it takes to try to curb this crime, uh, you know, and, and love on these young men and women uh, in our society as well. The second thing I want to leave are some statistics. When I ran for Transportation Commissioner, that was my first ever statewide race. Well, I got 43,000 statewide votes. 22,000 of those votes came out of Hines County, and 17,000 came out of Jackson, Mississippi. And what that helped me through prayer and consideration was there are at least 17,000 people who believe in the leadership 
that I have uh, possessed and displayed over the last several years and who um, have given me the support and the go-ahead to make an attempt to run for the mayor of Jackson. So, again, congratulations to you, uh, Judge Grove. You know I'm here if you ever need me, and I, I want to publicly say thank you to you for all that you uh, did for me uh, in Edwards and for my family. Thank you very much. This is the Kim Way Show, Malcolm Johnson. I'm spin, sitting in today for Kim Way. i tell you one thing, ladies and gentlemen. We've had a great show today. Um, we had the fire chief from Pocahontas, the fire chief from Brownsville, also Chancery Judge Tiffany Grove stopped by today and let us know about a big event that's coming to the Hines County Chancery Court. And that's on July the 29th, 2002, from 9 to 12. If you're a Hines County resident in need of a free legal advice, divorce, visitation, custody, guardianships, birth certificates, corrections, name changes, implementations, if so, we are here to help you go to MV. LP.org slash clinics to register. More information now, 601-882-5001. Listen, it's 530, and we got 30 minutes left in the Ken Way show. And ladies and gentlemen, you know, Ken Way have open forms and all kind of things going on on Thursday. So if you got a, a specific thing, something you want to talk about, Judge Tiffany Grove is left so if anything you want to talk about politically or locally, nationally, whatever you want to do, you can call in at 601-879-0002-WYAB. That's where we at right here. Ladies and gentlemen, we right here in the studio at WYAB. Kim Wade is not here, but Malcolm Johnson is here. We taking calls, 601-879-0002. Ladies and gentlemen, I know you've heard in the news that lately um, something been brought up in Jackson about maybe the city council is thinking about if children commit a felony, should parents have to pay a fine? If their children are underage committing crimes like robbing people, snatching purses, or maybe just doing things that's, that's just unlawfully, drive-by shootings, do you think that the parents should be held accountable for underage children? Now, you know when they're 18 and grown, but if underage is like 13 to 14 years, they may be shooting guns and shooting people or robbing people up. Doing anything. It's some other things people does that they're just not about shooting. Sometimes people have commit grand larceny, may steal their grandmother ring or something, or may steal a, a family treasure from the family. So, if, if do you think that's a good idea, or do you, what do you think um, should be um, <clears throat> done with that? And they all are saying that should parents be held to pay a fine if children um, commit a crime under age? We have Miss Salika on the phone. Welcome to the Kim Way Show. We want to know. Hi. Yeah, I just wanted to say something. You said that the parents should be held responsible. I didn't say that. I say they say it. They saying that. They said. Yeah, there you go. Okay. But I disagree with that. I do not think the parents should be held responsible. I think the person who claimed the person on the income tax should be held responsible. Because you have people who have children and they will sell, they will get the money, they will use that child. And a lot of times these parents are parents who um, who are not working, who may use illicit drugs. So let's say that someone snatches someone's purse or somebody kills somebody or somebody does something. That parent has little resources, possibly. But the person who claims them on their income tax should be held responsible. 
Because when you say that that child, and that, that very well could be the parent, but a lot of parents are responsible who have dependents. The problem is that there's a population of people who are irresponsible, and they could very well be the parent, and they not claim the child on the income tax. That way, if someone's uncle or aunt or cousin or church member claim them on the taxes, you have a person to go after who has resources. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, I do. And that's your opinion. That's not my opinion. What I'm right, going to do is ask right. the people for so their opinion. <laughs> if I came and I said, you know, let's say if we took a child, um, and if you came and you said, I'm going to claim, I'm going to claim your kids on my income tax. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't do those kind of things. So you do somebody else, for example. <laughs> but, okay, but there, there, there are people that do that. It okay. could be a grandparent, an uncle, an aunt, or a cousin. Okay. And then that's that way you have a money trail to chase. Good job. Take care. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, I want to say, hey, thank her for calling in. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back to the Kim Wade Show. And then welcome back to the Kim Wade Show. This is Malcolm Johnson, and I'm sitting in today for Radio Strongman Kim Wade. I want to say good evening to a good friend of mine. That's none other than Mr. Steve Pickett. Good evening, Steve Pickett out there in Radio Land who's tuned and locked in to the Kim Way Show. Also, good evening to another good friend of mine. That's none other than Miss Jackie Bland. That's right, Jackie Bland has been with State Forum for over 40 years. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Kim Way Show. Also, good friend of mine, Judge Kenny Lewis, a District Court Justice Court judge who's locked and, locked and loaded to the Kim Way. So good evening to all those people in the radio. And thank everyone that's listening today. We want to thank our guest, Chief Jeremy Howe from Pocahontas. Also, Chief Malcolm Robinson from the great big old town of Brownsville, right outside of Bolton. And also, our guest, special guest today, Judge Tiffany Grove, Hines County Chancery Court Judge, who led us, who informed us today about a big law clinic that's coming to the Hines County Chancery Court building July the 29th, 2022. That's right, Hines County Family Law Clinic, Friday, July the 29th. From 9 to 12 at the Hines County Chancery Court, 316 South President Street. Ladies and gentlemen, we were talking about something before we went to the break. Should parents be held responsible when their children commit crimes? That's right, commit crimes um, um, in the city. We back on there. Ladies and gentlemen, the weather's getting bad. The weather's getting bad. Way out yonder somewhere, so we're going to pray that the Lord protect us in Hines County. Yes, God can, and he will protect us, because we asking him to protect us, not just in Hines County, but everywhere. But we was talking about before um, we had an emergency, and you can call in 601-879-0002, and, and I just want to know from the people um, your concerns on should parents be uh, have to pay a fine if their children commit crime and terrorize people. If they go over and and take an old lady purse, and, and, and should the parents be held accountable for it? And that is just a question that 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 that's circulating in the city of Jackson City Council. I think Aaron Banks and, and some more of the other um, it, uh, it may be looking for bringing that um, into an effect in Jackson as a law in the city of Jackson that can be forced through the local police department. And they're not saying taking guns, but what they're saying the parents should be held accountable if they 13-year-old child take a gun and go out and do something not just a gun it could be a knife it could take it could be a baseball bat 
We had a young man yesterday beat his mother with a baseball bat, killed his mother in Jackson, Mississippi, and I think he was 21. I think he was over the over the age limit, what this would require, but it's sad when someone take a baseball bat and kill they kill anyone, but to kill your own mother with a baseball bat is kind of it's kind of strange. And we got another call on there. We're going to take this call from Derek. you on the Kim Wade Show. Hey, man, I think it's a good idea to hold the parents accountable because when, and, and, and when I was coming up in the 80s and 90s, we had what they called truant officers. That was one officer that both parents and children feared the most was the truant officer because if you weren't in school, the truant officer came looking for you. And then also, too, if you was one of these uh, parasite parents, that was that's on welfare. They cut your welfare off when you, when your children misbehave and went in school and, and were delinquent and things like that. And we need to go back to that. But see, policies like the ones you support, sir, as a Democrat and as a liberal, condemned um, those institutes for doing that because you deemed it racist and bigoted and mean spirited and things like that. But when we was holding those parents accountable, especially the parasite parents who was on welfare, the children were more well behaved. And statistics can back that up. Well, I'm going to say this. This your opinion, sir. And that's, listen, that's a good opinion. I believe that parents should be held accountable. And one of the things you said, if, if people get government assistance, and that, that's one way for them to get their children under control, thank you for calling in. I believe that we need to do whatever we're going to do to make these youth stop committing these hacious crimes. Um, I remember when my good friend uh, Matt Allen um, and his family was going for an afternoon walk. Some some young guys pulled up with a gun and robbed them for no reason. And it's just not mad at It's happening all over town. It's, it's happening all over. Um, it's a state, but we have a, a more of a serious issue. Jack, the call in number six zero one eight seven nine zero zero two. And this is the Kim Way Show. Malcolm Johnson sitting in. And yes, I am a Democrat, and there's no secret about it. But what I am for was right. You know, Cliff and. This in this world, it's a mean world now, and you got everybody doing some of everything. And I'm one of the ones that want to make a difference, that want to clean up, that want to make this world a better place for everyone. I just don't want to. I don't want to live in a world where um, the rich is secured. I want everybody to be able to go to the grocery store, to be able to go to this gas station, to be able to go to church without anyone coming up to their grandmother or their grandfather and who have worked hard to. To, 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 to have what they have and, and live a, a great life and then lose these things. We have another call on there. Salika, welcome to the Kim Wade Show. Lose these things. We have another call on there. Oh. Welcome to the Kim Wade Show. Oh, thank you. Are you able to hear me? Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, I think you, we really have to get to the root cause of problems. And when you say, I think it was a hammer that he killed her with. And the yeah. first thing that should be done is a urine drug screen or some kind of, well, I guess, in C. What kind of, was he on crystal meth? Was he on cocaine? Was he on marijuana? Was <clears throat> he on wet? And when you talk about, you know, we put a lot of blame on, on, I do think that parents and guardians and people who claim people on their taxes should be held responsible for, for the people who they say are their dependents. However, we also have to look at the root cause of crime. And the illicit sale of drugs in the black community is a huge problem in the effects on it. And also the mass incarceration of black men. So many black men have been made felons that it it has directly affected the community. 
So when we say the black family, we talk about really, we talk about should parents know, be held accountable for when they the underage children, underage children are thirteen, fourteen. Be held accountable, but on the other hand, you got to look at the parents because a lot of the fathers have been incarcerated when they had mass incarceration over BS crimes, over crimes where somebody else put a drug. Drug dealers, some make $10,000 a day to deal drugs. So you say the parents, you're not looking at a family unit because so many black women are not married and having children. And the reason is that they locked up black men. Thank you very much. Huge, especially in the state of Mississippi. The United States has more incarcerations than anywhere in the world. Thank you so much. So what family are you talking about? Thank you so much. We're getting ready to go for a break. I also want to say tomorrow. That's right at the Henley Young, uh, Henley Young and Patton uh, Youth Youth Detention Center out on McDowell Road. There will be honorary Judge Houston Jack Patton as they change the name tomorrow evening. I think it's at four thirty tomorrow down on McDowell Road. So if you're not doing anything, they will be changing the name of the Youth Youth Detention Center to the Henley Young and Patton. That's right, Houston Jack Patton name will be added to the Youth Detention Center tomorrow at four thirty. Down on McDowell Road. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to the Kim Waite Show. This is Malcolm Johnson. We have another call on the line. Go to the call. Let's go to the call. Derek, you're on the Kim Wade hey, Show. Hey, I'm back, Malcolm. We don't always agree, but I'm going to debunk that crap that that lady just talked about that for the whole incarceration myth that has been debunked over and over again. What she's saying is, majority black family black men are locked up that's a lack of you wouldn't be on the radio and i wouldn't be leaving my technology job that probably pays more to me in a week than she probably makes in a hold in two or three months now would i so ma'am i would suggest you buy you an abacus from ebay or somewhere and learn how to count again because if black people only make up 11 percent of the population and they say they committed 80 percent of the crimes which is 80 percent of the reported crimes that the media tends to show in the black urban community, you mean that that is easy to say that every single black man is committing crimes in prison, and it's just simply not true. Thank you now, very much. Are a majority of urban black men locked up? Yes, and rightfully so. I don't believe in over the, the whole myth of over-policing and over-incarceration, because when you look at it, if that's the case, you and I would be sitting behind up in the cell right about now. That's now, right. Yes, right. I would be in there, too, and you would, and... Especially Kim Wade, they'd have, they'd have threw him under the jail. They'd have, they'd put cement on top of the jail. Thank you for so, calling in, calling. So what, what, so what that disgusting human being just said, right even before our kids are born, they're already labeled as criminals. Thank you so much, caller. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Kim Wade Show, and everybody had a right to their own opinion. But Malcolm Johnson want to tell you this right here: if you live in Hines County and trashes everywhere, you got some problems. The grass need cutting. I want you to call 601-832-8732. Call the Hines County Public Works Department and tell them, cut that grass, clean that ditch. Ladies and gentlemen, the Public Works Department belongs to the people of Hines County. I know y'all may say, well, it's just, ladies and gentlemen, 601-832-8732. Now, if you got a pile out on the side of the street and you got some stuff that need hauling away and you just can't afford it to get it to waste management, you can give us a call at 601-968-6501. Ladies and gentlemen, you can call that number and ask for Supervisor David Archer's office, and we will make sure, if you get it to the street on the right-of-way, we'll make sure that it gets up. You know, get out the way of the community. won't kill the, the value of your neighbor's house. 
If you just can't afford it, we will help you. But we can't come in the house. We can't go in the backyard. You got to get it to the street if you call. We'll do all we can to pick it up. But if the grass need cutting on the back road, the tree in the fell down, 601-832-8732. I want to thank Chief Howard of Pocahontas and Chief Malcolm Robinson of the great big Brownsville Volunteer Fire Departments for coming in today. Also, our guest, Judge Tiffany Grove, who done a great job. She informed us on a big event coming to Hines County July to Friday, July 29th. That's right, the law clinic. That's right. You can just, ladies and gentlemen, you can just call this Chancellor Records building and you can get more information from Netway. Or you can dial this number right here, 9601-882-5001, and get more information about this. And I do want to say this right here tomorrow. Henley Young uh, Youth Detention Center, that's right over on McDowell Road. They will be renaming it tomorrow to the Henley Young and Patton Detention Center. I think it starts off tomorrow at 430. Judge Carlin Hicks um, is the judge at the Youth Detention Center over on McDowell Road. So I want to uh, uh, publicly announce that tomorrow. And also I want to say good evening to everybody in Radio Land and thank you for tuning in. I want to say a special Shout out to our county attorney, Mr. Gerald Mumford, who's locked and loaded right here on the Ken Wade Show. Listen, if you ain't got nothing to do, go to the Jackson Jambalaya and read Kingfish. He's putting so much stuff out there, man. They're going to shut him down. He's just posting, posting, posting. But if you want to keep up, check on old Kingfish on the Jackson Jambalaya. This is Malcolm Johnson. Ken Wade will be back in 22 hours and 13 seconds. I'm getting out of here. Take me to the house, Cliff.